Well, here we are. Um, the Sweet 16 matchups, we got some good games, so uh, we'll just start off um, with Ann Arbor and Reno. And this region run one games, so they're actually in Annapolis. So Ann Arbor hasn't lost since December 22nd, 15 in a row. And they moved their one to three around a lot based on matchups. And Reno also plays zone. Should be interesting to see how the matchups go, what the teams do. Um, and you look at this game, and right away, Baker starts at shooting guard. Um, Tucker Johnson at small forward. A-Rod at uh, point guard going up against Chandler Jackson, even though they both play zone. Um, you know, and then... Uh, the rollers, they kind of keep their um, starting five. So early on, um, honestly, early on, uh, Anthony Baker was struggling. He couldn't do much. Um, he he missed a few shots, and then he picked up his second foul uh, with 16-13 left, and Nicholas Slaughter has to come in. And Nicholas Slaughter does pretty good. He hits a big three right away. Alexis Norton gets an and one. There was a lot of fouls in this first quarter. Uh, he, Nicholas Slaughter hit another three of 14 minutes. Um, but the story of this first quarter is fouls. Garrett Lowe picked up his second with 13 minutes left. Um, and then uh, and then Nicholas Slaughter picked up his second. So William Sutton, who um, Sutton usually plays uh, backup small forward for um, the Ann Arbor Bing Bongs, he has to check in at shooting guard. So... Um, they're down to, they're down to another guy and, uh, and yeah, and then Alexis Norton picks up a f another fellow. So Joseph Cecilia has to go in. So right now the only ones left are Tucker Johnson and A-Rod, but Tucker Johnson was playing incredible. He had 11 points in the first quarter. He had a little stretch in one second. Okay. So one second, he, he got a shot off. He made it got fouled, missed the free throw, grabbed the offensive rebound, got another, um, got the ball, shot it up, scored, and got a foul. So he uh, <laughs> he got five points there in like one second. So kind of crazy right there. And as we move into the second quarter uh, here, yeah, Arbor's just getting a ton of offensive rebounds and keeping themselves in it. But Tucker Johnson picked up his second foul of nine, um, 16 left, so Slaughter has to come back in. William Sutton moves to shooting guard, and it's a tie game. And really, um, it's just A-Rod. That's the only starter they have left in. A-Rod hits a three, um, hits another two. Uh, he's really carrying them so much. Uh, so, um, and, and then Sutton gets a big M1, causing Vincent Middleton, uh, the backup shooting guard, to pick up his third foul. Um, which isn't a huge thing, but it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, the rollers don't, he's the, he was the only guy that really had foul trouble. So after that, Zachary Richardson came in, which is probably a good thing for them. Um, so, but at this point they keep on grabbing offensive rebounds and even with the backups, uh, Reno's up by, or Ann Arbor's up by six. Um, Chandler Jackson really hasn't done anything. And then with six minutes left, Ann Arbor, um, makes a move. They're like, okay, we're going to put A-Rod back in. We we can't just rely on Ryan Horn. We need to put him back in, even though they're up by four here. Um, so uh, it was a bold move, you know, and um, William Sutton off the bench. This guy, he's a backup small forward. He's not known for much, but he shoots 50%, 30, 33 from 
the field uh, from the three and uh, 57 true shooting. He's a junior, averaging 2.1 points a game, but he had eight points. Um, and Nicholas Slaughter, Nicholas Slaughter, another backup for them. He's a senior, averaging 3.9 points, shooting 55.6% true shooting. And uh, he had eight points as well, just in the first half. Um, so A-Rod makes a few big shots down the stretch, uh, but their defense just wasn't as strong um, with some of their backups. And, or Yes, so Sutton actually had 10 points and Slaughter had eight, and they only were up by four at halftime. So as we move into the second half, um, Ann Arbor feels like they dodged a bullet. All their guys only had two fouls, so it's like no one really got hurt. Um, but Alexis Norman picked up his third really quick in the uh, third quarter. Anthony Baker finally makes his first point with 1826. And you got to feel good with him making his first bucket right there. A three, and uh, they're up by five. So it's like, oh, it feels pretty good. Like, he hasn't done anything, and we're up by five. We get him for the second half. And um, he made three uh, straight shots um, to put him up by five. They're up by seven. Um, it's looking good. Uh, again, forcing some turnovers. Uh, yeah. But Chandler Jackson just keeps on coming at, at him. Anthony Baker picks up his third with 14.35 left. Uh, and one for Chandler Jackson to pull him with him four. But, you know, you got to feel good if you're Ann Arbor. You're playing great. You're getting a lot of rebounds, drawing some fouls. Um, you, you were going through foul trouble, but for the most part, you got a solid team. And you go up 10 with about 10 minutes remaining. And that's when um, A-Rod comes back in. And then they bring Slaughter in, Terry in, and Cecilia. So they have a lot of bench players with their point guard. They're like, okay, how's how's this going to work here? Um, so up by 10, Chandler J Jackson hits a two to make it eight. Um, Cecilia has a turnover. Henry Jones splits. Cecilia hits a two. Uh, Chandler Jackson hits another shot. Jermaine Collins grabs the defensive rebound. Um, and then Zachary Richardson hits a, hits a shot. Misses the free throw. Alexis Norton gets his fourth, but Alexis Norton gets the shot, gets it to A-Rod, and A-Rod gets the ball stolen by Eric Reese. So big steal, and then Eric Reese goes down, get, give and go of Chandler Jackson, and makes it two to cut it to three. Anthony Baker's a little cold. He hasn't shot in a while. Misses his shot. Zachary Richardson makes it a one-point game. Um, so, and then... Uh, yeah, and um, after a bunch of offensive rebounds, like seriously, it was Garrett Lowe um, attempts a short two, offensive block shot, offensive rebound, attempts a layup, offensive rebound, attempts two, gets fouled. So Eric Reese has four right there, and then Garrett Lowe makes the two free throws to put him up by three. Um, Anthony Baker gets another shot, um, but Chandler Jackson seems like he keeps answering every time um, and Arbor looks to go on a run. So with about four minutes left, Garrett Lowe makes a shot, and they're up by five. They're feeling good. Um, but what happens is uh, Chandler Jackson passes the Pollock, and Pollock gets it to Henry Jones. Henry Jones makes a huge two there. They're down by five. He needs to make that shot. Baker misses a shot, um, and then Chandler Jackson gets fouled, and Garrett Lowe picked up his fourth. So Garrett Lowe picked up his fourth, 
Chandler Jackson split the free throws. He got the rebound, and he turns it over right away. Zachary Richardson steals it, puts it up for two, and we have a tie game with three minutes left. This game's intense. Colton Pollock. Now, this guy, he's made a couple big shots. He's the backup small forward, but, you know, he's shooting 57.8% true shooting, but he's only getting 3.5 points per game. He puts up the two, and then Anthony Baker's like, okay, it's my turn. He gets that three that he was looking for for a while and puts an Arbor up by one with 225 left. Henry Jones answers right back with a two. And A-Rod has a really nice mid-range two, but just comes up short. Chandler Jackson makes a shot. Anthony Baker answers two-pointer. It's a one-point game with less than a minute left. Jermaine Collins has a short two, and Alexis Norton gets called for the foul. Um, we did not see that one coming, but that's what happens. And uh, Ann Arbor has the ball. They're like, okay, we're down by three. You know wh whose time it is, right? It's time to get the ball to Baker. But um, Tucker passes it to Low. Low passes it to A-Rod. And A-Rod gets it to Cecilia, who gets fouled. And he splits the free throws. It's a two-point game. And Cecilia, the backup center, this guy's a seven-footer, steals the ball, and they got a chance. There's 20 seconds left to go. A-Rod gets the shot, a three-pointer. He wants to win it with 14 seconds left. Um, so kind of what I like to do here is when uh, a player takes a shot like that, I want to see what are the chances of this going on. So career 39% three-point shooter, 42% this year. Um, so he's got 42% shot, missed it. Garrett Lowe gets the rebound, and Garrett Lowe attempts a a two-point shot here. They're down by two. He can tie it with 12 seconds left. Garrett Lowe, he has not been great this year. 36% from the field. So he's got 36% chance of making this. And he does. What a shot. 11 seconds left. Lowe hits the shot. They're feeling good. We're going to overtime. We got a chance. Eric Reese gets it to Chandler Jackson. They get one chance. Chandler Jackson, he takes a short two. Now Chandler Jackson, he's averaging 20 points a game, 49.7 from the field, 29.4 from three. So you got about a 50-50 chance. You got a short two right here. And he makes it. And one. A-Rod fouled him. He made the shot. He got the free throw. And uh, A-Rod took a desperation heave, but, you know, those never go in. So I'm looking at the box score here. Ann Arbor did have 22 free throws. But you look at their starters, Baker only played 21 minutes, uh, Alexis Norton only 23. They just had to play a lot of their bench, and their bench did well. But um, William Sutton especially, 4 for 5, 10 points. But, you know, they just couldn't handle And honestly, this game, the game ball's got to go to Chandler Jackson and Zachary Richardson combining for 22 and 26 points. Chandler Jackson had 22 points and 11 assists and only one turnover. Uh, Reno Rollers only had eight turnovers all game. Uh, and that's just that's just how it works sometimes. And uh, you got to give it to Garrett Lowe. This guy played his butt off, seven offensive rebounds, five assists, one turnover, one block, eight points, including the game-tying shot with 11 seconds left. Um, it's just chant. It's just Reno had the ball last, and uh, they made that shot. And that's just tough to stop. So that's what happened in the first game. Let's look at the second game. So in the second game, we got the Scottsdale um, Sentinels against the Carbondale 
Eclipse. So Scottsdale, um, you know, you got Ethan Barber, Austin Carter, Jared McKinley, Christian Robert, Cameron Bryant uh, against Carbondale's Jeffrey Anderson, Jeffrey Romero, William Hines, Justin Hohen, and Kerry Cruz. Um, so, yeah, good game here. Uh, two versus three. Winner gets the opportunity to play uh, Reno. So in this game, um, you know, it starts off slow, a lot of defense. Um, but uh, what happens is uh, Scottsdale gets out to a big lead, um, mainly due to Ethan Barber, five points in the first three minutes. And they go up 9-0 um, early before uh, Carbondale gets on the board. And they hit a shot, um, but it's tough to win when you when you start down that much, you know. And um, Scottsdale's, Scottsdale's a good team. They're one of the best. Um, they've been playing great. But what happens down the stretch here is that is that uh, Carbondale's down eight, um, 11 minutes left. Romero hits a shot. Weaver hits a shot. Corbett hits a shot. And then Romero steals the ball. So Carbondale's got a chance. They're down by six, um, feeling, pretty, feeling pretty good for how they started to only be down by six. Uh, but uh, throughout the second half, Cameron Bryan hit a couple really big shots. And with six minutes left, he put him up by 14, and he's feeling good with there. Austin Carter got a foul there, uh, the shooting guard, and so he had to go to the bench with two fouls early. So this is uh, Carbondale's chance to kind of come back in this game. But every time, you know, they, they made a couple shots here and there, but Scottsdale um, kept on hitting big shots. Uh, to not let them go on a run. Kerry Cruz did hit a um, jumper um, late to make it a 10-point game. In the second half, uh, kind of a 10-point game um, in between 10 and 15. But uh, what happened was Jeffrey Anderson went on a mini run um, around the 15-minute mark and cut it to six. Uh, but then Kerry Cruz picks up his fourth and an M1 to Ethan Barber, which put... Scottsdale up by nine. Um, Ethan Barber picked up his third foul. Um, and Jeffrey Merrill, and, and then he picked up his fourth foul. So Ethan Barber to the bench on an one, and Carbondale's only down by seven uh, with a chance to cut it to six. They did miss the free throw and then uh, kind of went back and forth. But there were a couple of just big shots by some players who – you wouldn't expect Joshua Weaver hit a three um, to he's only, he's a backup point guard. Uh, and with 10 minutes left, it's a seven point game. And, you know, honestly, Scottsdale just kind of took a mini run. Really what happened was the Eclipse went cold. They scored a two, Cole Patrick hit a two with 9.35 to cut it to six. Um, they have 59-65, but then they don't score again till, uh, for a while till 623. And at three, uh, only scoring one point in three minutes when you're down by six, that just doesn't bode well, you know. They, and honestly, they only scored um, 13 points the entire uh, second half, and they ended up losing by 20 uh, to the Scottsdale Sentinels. Uh, you look at this game, and really – Really, the difference was uh, Scottsdale just shot way better than 
um, Carbondale. Carbondale couldn't keep up with the shot making of Scottsdale. Scottsdale shot 58% from the field, uh, got to the line 15 times, made 10 points, scored 20, 20, uh, one by 20, uh, and Carbondale shot 40% and they went 0-11 from three. And that's just going to kill you. That's, that's really hard to recover from. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey Anderson and Jeffrey Romero did have good games, 15 and 23. Maybe not the most efficient, but they both had four steals, five and four assists. So that's good for them. Uh, but really, it was a solid effort. Sean Williams off the bench for the Scottsdale Sentinels uh, went eight of nine for 19 points. And it's like you can't ask for much more than that. Cameron Bryan had a really nice day, five for nine. Uh, 12.7 rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks, zero turnovers. So you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't that's a great game. Um, they were just really efficient, and it's hard to hard to compete with that. Let's move down to Region Two. We have uh, these games took place in Dallas. So let's look at the Inglewood Spokane game. So. Inglewood's the second team right now. Conference twenty seven is just dominating um, the uh, the NTT. So they start by um, yeah, they start by uh, winning their game Reno versus Ann Arbor, and the second game they have is Inglewood versus Spokane. So you look at this game, and it looks like. Both teams kind of keep their uh, starting lineups for the most part. Yeah, so uh, the Sharikna Clouds, they, um, you know, no one really finished, no one really uh, changed much. So let's dive into this game, see what happens. So slower start, um, but uh, Inglewood moves out and they, they get out to a 7 2 lead. Uh, and Andre Hampton, their shooting guard, who's averaging 30.2 points a game, um, picks up a foul down 7-5. So that's going to be tough to replace. Jonathan Lee, the backup shooting guard for them, he's an okay shooter. He's went back and forth in his in his day, um, but and he's a senior, but he's no Andre Hampton, who had their first five points. So they're down 5-8, and Andre Hampton's to the bench. Um, we'll see if they can, yeah, we'll see if they can recover from that. And honestly, they just had a tough time scoring without him. Steven Stockman picked up his second foul, and by then they're down by 10 early in the first quarter. So Inglewood's, Inglewood's feeling good, um, up 10 going into the second quarter. And Andre Hampton at this point comes back in. They're down 10, 25, 15. I mean, this is the NTT. you got to... <laughs> you, you need this. And they, uh, Joshua Kistner drew a foul on Ashton Berry, which sent Ashton Berry to the bench. Um, not an amazing player, but solid player, 10.8 points a game. Last year he averaged 14.5. Hampton's a little cold, so he hasn't um, done much. Uh, he miss, He's missing a couple shots, but it's a big shot to pull it within nine. They get the rebound. Steven Stockman's back in. Uh, he pulls it to within seven. And, yeah, just going down here. Hampton hits another big shot. Simon hits a shot. And 
Inglewood's kind of got some turnover problems here. And then with 2.45 left in the first half, they're up by five. Um, so it's only a five-point game. Andre Hepton hits another one. But the next play down, he drew, gets fouled. He, uh, Kyle Elmore draws a foul on him, um, which is really big for Inglewood these last uh, two minutes uh, with uh, foul trouble. So what happens is uh, Inglewood doesn't score, but um, – but Spokane doesn't get another shot off. So that's that's really big. So it's a one-point game, but it could have been a lot worse with Andre Hepp. And um, Stephen Stockman picked up his third really early. Uh, but, you know, and then Hampton picks up his fourth with 18-22 left in the game. And that's just going to be tough to recover from. Um, you, those fouls, those foul troubles can be... And, you know, honestly, Spokane's doing pretty good. They, they're keeping in the game. It's a three-point game with 14 minutes left. They cut it to one. They they even take the lead on him, Ryan McLam, because Inglewood's just not scoring. Um, but Blake Ramsey's starting to heat up. He hits a three to make it a four-point lead. Kyle Elmore hits a shot. Honestly... Spokane's doing everything they can without their 30-point-per-game score, and they're down by four heading into the fourth. And they really um, – but they can feel it getting away. They keep turning it over, and then with 8-12 left, they're down by six without the ball. Uh, Andre Hampton comes back in. This is his chance, um, but he misses a three, and then they, they turn it over. He misses uh, – yeah, let's see. Uh, so seven-point game, 5.56 left. Kistner had a shot. He had a short two, got fouled by Neil. So Kistner is a Kistner is a 68% free throw shooter, and he missed both free throws. Noah Brown goes down, hits an and one, puts him up by 10 with five minutes left. So that's really big. But... Kistner hits a, sh a short two. Simon gets a shot. And Ashton Berry comes down, and he just nails a big shot. Connor, Connor Neal hits a big shot. Noah Brown hits a big shot. And it just feels like it's spiraling out of control. Andre Hampton could never really get going. Um, and they he had a shot at the end to make it an eight-point game, but Inglewood takes the win here. Blake Ramsey didn't have a great game, but Noah Brown did. 11 for 19, 26 points. Kyle Elmore off the bench, 5 for 10, 6 for 7 from the line, 16 points. Great game for him. Uh, you look at Spokane, they just didn't get enough production from Andre Hampton. They rely on him so much. He only had 19 points. And Jonathan Lee did pretty good off the bench for him, 6 for 7, 12 points. You got to love that, but um, it just wasn't enough for them tonight, and uh, they came up short. So great run for Spokane, but they end up very sad in, uh, in Dallas. The next game, we have Evansville against Pittsburgh. So one of the Cinderella stories of the tournament is Evansville, a 15th seed that needed to win the Conference 13 tournament just to make the NTT. So you look at these guys, and so as the game started to go, uh, you know, back and forth, Bruce Elsner playing great early, 
and what happens is with about 16.52 left, three minutes into the game, Abel Lombardi, the star of last game, picks up his uh, second foul. So he has to go to the bench, and he's such an important part to what they do. So just, yeah, so he goes to the bench. They're down by two. So we'll see what happens, but um, the backup, Christian Council. Uh, Christian, he's he's a pretty good player. Uh, he's 60%, but very low volume um, from the field, 63% true shooting. So 6'9", you gotta, you gotta trust him to be able to fill in, but it's tough when you're in, uh, yeah, just a game like this. Uh, Jordan Burrell, you could tell, like he just, he came to play today, getting a few blocks early. And uh, Jordan Harris, the small forward for Evansville, picked up his second foul with 13 left. So Jordan Harris, he's not a vital piece, but he was kind of the one of the key cogs that made Evansville better. He started starting halfway through the year, and um, they've been playing a lot better since then. So it'll be a little different, but... You bring in Riley Smicko, um, who he's been doing okay, but he's not an amazing player, 6'4", a little undersized, um, not a great shooter. Yeah. So uh, Evansville, but Evansville up by five. It's kind of a low-scoring scoring half, and, uh, wait, and uh, at the end of half, Evansville is up by three. So, But right away, Mark Fox hits a three, ties it up. And then, you know, yeah, uh, you got Pittsburgh who they don't have Abel Lombardi starting, and, you know, they seem to be doing fine. They, uh, yeah, they're playing well. They're even up by five with 436. Chase Carter um, hits a big shot, but Chase, I feel like he could, he's been, he's been struggling so far, but he had a big shot. Jonathan Smith comes right back with the three. Um, back and forth. It's a one-point game. Uh, it's a one-point game with um, two minutes left in the first. Bruce Elsner hits a, hits a couple of shots. Nigel Kelly hits a three. Tie game with 30 seconds. And Jonathan Smith misses it, and they go to halftime tied at 36. Got to make the halftime adjustments. Gamblers has to be excited. One of the star players, Abel Lombardi, um, averaging 15 points, eight rebounds, 1.2 blocks. He's back for the second half. So uh, Nigel Kelly hits a couple big shots. Donovan Henry hits a shot. Chase Carter and Bruce Elsner, man, that guy just keeps on keeps on showing up. So up by one, 13 minutes to go. Bruce Elsner hits a three. Nigel Kelly. Uh, it's a shot to cut it to two, and then Bruce Selsner gets an and one to put him up by four. Back and forth they go, and Bruce Selsner hits a huge three with 10, 11 minutes to go to put him up by five. It seems like every time they need a big shot, Bruce has it, but they're only up by three, and uh, uh, the Gamblers get one, two, three, um, Offensive rebounds, but they just keep missing it. They can't, they can't, I mean, they're getting a ton of offensive rebounds, but they can't put it in. And Evansville just starts to pull away. It's like, man, is this 16 seed really going to make it to the final four, to the Elite Eight? Um, 
Evil Lombardi picked up his fourth point with just two minutes left, and that's just that's tough. They start doing the intentional foul, but it's too little, too late. Um, Evansville wins by 11. So tough game for Chase Carter. Um, on three for 15, only seven points. Evil Lombardi only gets 20, 20 minutes, 1952. Uh, Bruce Elsner, eight for 15, two for four. Jonathan, Jordan Burrell. 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 blocks, 0 turnovers. What a game for him. That's huge. Uh, so big game for them. Great win um, for Evansville Buffalo. And next up, they get Inglewood. All right. Now the one, you know, we're looking at Duluth and Fremont. And right away, Fremont does a little thing with their lineup. It's really interesting. So um, usually Fremont starts... Vrabel, Freeman, Tarver, Amber, and Cade. Well, this time they start Vrabel, Freeman, Amber, Cade, and Kareem. So they move Tarver to the bench. They put Kareem in at center, Cade at power forward, Amber, oversized small forward. He didn't want, trying to avoid uh, Sage Blue. So that's interesting. And Freeman actually goes zone in this game. So that's kind of interesting. Um, right away, Freeman starts off hot. They make three of the first four shots and go up 6-0. And the crowd is going crazy. It's kind of like, I mean, it's early, but, you know, that's what happens sometimes, you know, early in games. And by five minutes into the game, they're up 17-4. to And that's just crazy. They're, they're playing really well. Uh, not too many fouls on either side. The refs are kind of letting him play. And, yeah. So Matthew Sullivan gets his fourth point. They're down by 11. And you know they got to run in him. So Isaiah Tippins hits a shot. Um, Kareem misses a shot. Then Isaiah Tippins hits a three. It's a six-point game. They're back in business. Uh, Ambrin hits a couple buckets. And Sage Blue picked up his second foul with 12.25 left. And he goes to the bench. Ross Thomas comes in, and that's and they're down by ten. That's not a guy you want to see on the bench, but you know, uh, it happens sometimes. So nine point lead for Freeman after one. Moving on, Amber gets a bucket. Freeman gets a bucket. Amber and Freeman seem like they're just playing out of their minds right now. Uh, big and one by Matthew Cade. Um, playing against Sage Blue's backup, you know. And it just seems like this zone is really bothering Matthew Sullivan. He just can't seem to get it going. You, you'd think – and they bring Sage Blue back in um, with about – let's see when they bring him back in. I think they bring him back in. Uh, you know, they're down 10. you gotta, you got to bring him in there. So uh, Jonathan Jones hits a couple shots and – Pulls it to him within five. And then Sage Blue hits a jumper. It's a three-point game. But Sage Blue picks up his third foul with 349 in a three-point game. Three game. Vrabel hits both his free throws um, to take the lead. And they're down by five. Uh, Duluth's down by five with three minutes to go in the, um, in the half. Daniel Kyle hits a shot. Joseph Sanders. Amber hits a shot. Matthew Sullivan cuts it to five with 32 seconds left. And Jonathan Marks gets his shot blocked. And uh, 
and Joseph Hamburg gets gets the ball back after a Daniel Kyle rebound and hits a buzzer beater uh, to put uh, Fremont up by seven going into the second half. So now it's Sage Blue time. Sage Blue's back. They feel pretty good about that. Freeman picks up his third. Um, Brable. He's not a three-point shooter, but he hits a huge three. Brandon Freeman steals the ball after a Joseph Amburn jumper. Matthew Cade hits a hits a jumper over Sage Blue. No one really Duluth is struggling to score in the second half. They came off hot. They scored they scored seven points in the first two and a half minutes. And after that, they didn't score again until um, they didn't score again until um, 12 minutes left in the game. So that was like a five-minute drought. But with that shot, they were still only down by 15. Joseph Sanders made a shot and got fouled by Brandon Freeman. Brandon Freeman's got to go to the bench. They're only up by 12. Does that change things? Nope. <laughs> they extend the lead to um, to 21, and Duluth has only scored 10 points in the whole second quarter. And, you know, it's it's, it's kind of running away. You know, they at, at a couple points, uh, Fremont gets the lead up to 30. And they win the game by 28 points over Duluth. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The wicked witch is dead. The choruses cry out, and they're so happy. Um, this is just a beatdown. This is just a beatdown, you know. Uh, Brandon Freeman, 20 minutes, 10 for 16. He did fall out 21 points, though. That's incredible. Uh, Joseph Amburn at small forward against Jonathan Jones. Not only did he go 11 for 22, nine rebounds, five assists, one steal. He held his opponent, Jonathan Jones, to two of 10. Matthew Sullivan, the center, goes three for 14. I see it tippins, five for 16. This zone terrorized Duluth. And Duluth's got to be thinking, what do we got to do? Like, how can we beat this zone? And it's, that's just such a tough loss. 63 to 91. So congratulations to Shaken Blake. That's an amazing win. This is a program win. Um, and you got to think, is he going to continue to do the, <laughs> is he going to continue to do zone? Oh, I love William Variable's stat line. Three for three. One three-pointer. Um, made his free throws. Eight assists. Two steals. Zero blocks. One turnover. Uh, I mean, he just played. He just played well. He caused four turnovers from Court Smith at point guard. Duluth shot twenty-four of sixty-five, thirty-six point nine percent from the field. Fremont forty of seventy-five, fifty-three point three percent from the field. Nineteen offensive rebounds. They only missed thirty-five shots. In nineteen of those thirty-five shots, they got offensive rebounds. Most of those were Matthew Cade and Joseph Avern. They got ten of those. So just huge games from them, uh, big time, big time, big moment, big games. That's that's how you win. Um, and Fremont's moving on to the Elite Eight. Let's look real quick at the second game in this in this uh, region. We got Flagstaff against Salem, and both these teams, you know, Flagstaff known for their defense. They held Duluth to like nothing basically the whole time. And early on, uh, Salem gets to a, a four, about a four-point lead, um, 11 to 7 at half. I mean, this is just like one of those games where you just you just fight it out and, you know, 
there weren't that many whistles, um, just not a lot of scoring. Uh, so Flagstaff came out hot and tied at 16-16, uh, 18-18 with about seven minutes left in the half. And just one of those games where it's like, you know, it's just going to be a low scoring game, but uh, Salem hits a few shots that really were important for them in the, in the second half. Amish Rivera um, hits a big layup to put him up by nine. Uh, Oscar Anderson answers that. and uh, But Noah Johnson hits a three with one minute left uh, to put him up by 10. Brandgraf picks up his second foul, but it's not that big of a deal. There's 19 seconds left, um, and Austin Bailey can't connect. So it's an eight-point game. You see Flagstaff you know, playing their defensive game, but, you know, they're not getting as much from Bailey and McCall and Hudson as they usually do. Even Brewington isn't doing well. I mean, it's just one of those games. Uh, Noah Johnson off the bench was playing really good for them so far, um, hitting, hitting some big shots, a couple big threes. Um, so that was really helping Salem. In the second half, it's kind of like a 10-point game. Uh, and... You know, uh, it's it's tough. Like, obviously, Flagstaff's good, but um, with 13 minutes left, Amish Rivera puts him up by 17. And 17 points is a lot for for uh, uh, Flagstaff. I mean, they can try, but they're just not known for scoring, and that's just a big deficit to um, overcome. <laughs> Noah Johnson, it's a big shot. But, you know, yeah, with about seven minutes left, it's – 41 to uh, 58 and 41 to 60. And it's like a 20 point game. It, that's just tough. And they're not known for scoring. They did score a little bit, cut it to 10, um, but couldn't score enough to make it make anything worth it. So all in all, low scoring game, 60 to 72 win for Salem. Salem didn't do amazing. Most of it was Noah Johnson off the bench with 12 points. That was really big for them. But what won it for them was uh, only eight turnovers, and they made some threes that were big, and they just shot better. I mean, they, they shot 38% to 37.7%, so not that much better, but they got more shots off, more threes, more free throws, um, 16 offensive rebounds, only eight turnovers to 11 turnovers for Flagstaff. So that was a huge part of their uh, Salem's victory, and now they get Fremont, the guys that just knocked off Duluth in the next round. And on to the fourth region. So in the fourth region, that, that one took place, uh, games in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, you got the Lubbock Lights going up against the Bakersfield Banana Skippers. So at this point, three Conference 27 teams have already won um, their first game. And if Bakersfield makes it, that would make four. Uh, so kind of that'd be pretty big. Um, Bakersfield drop, jumps out to a 7-0 seven, a seven lead. So that's, that, that, I mean, that's tough to, that's tough. So Lubbock's led by their two freshmen, Bailey Whitehead and uh, Kenneth Lovett. And uh, they really rely on those guys. Um, Lovett hits a big three with 15.41 to go to uh, cut to three. And then Bailey Whitehead takes the lead uh, on two straight buckets um, to go up 14.11 with 13 minutes to go. Back and forth, back and forth. Kevin, uh, Kenneth Lovett hits a big shot to put him up by one, but Israel Williams 
draws a foul up down 17-18, and Kenneth Lovett heads to the bench with 11.46 left. And that's that's a tough loss. You you need you need Lovett in, in this game. But they still have Whitehead, and Whitehead makes another shot and then a three um, to take put him up by four with um, less than nine minutes to go. Back and forth, and um, Israel Williams, he seems like every time they need a big shot, they drop down by six, hits a big shot. Drop down by eight, hits a big shot. And uh, Israel Williams ties it up with 334 left in the first half. He, Him and Felipe Donato, Donato um, just keep on hitting big shot after big shot. Israel Williams uh, puts, puts him up by two with one minute left. And basically, uh, Lovick has played the whole first half without, uh, without Lovett. So other than a couple first minutes. Um, and after a couple shots, Bakersfield leads by four at halftime. Uh, Bailey Whitehead j- jumps out. He, I mean, he's really carrying this team um, without Lovett, and he play, he yeah he had a good game for the most part, but um, they kind of went cold for a while, and Bakersfield uh, took advantage, and they're up by fifteen with twelve minutes left. And going into the fourth quarter, they're up by thirteen. Israel Williams already has twenty points, and as the fourth quarter goes. Lubbock just can't score enough, and uh, Bakersfield pulls away. So that gives Cambridge 24, uh, 27, four teams in the Elite Eight, and they have a chance to all make the uh, Final Four. Israel Williams went 12 of 17, 13 assists, four steals, 26 points. Um, <laughs> you, you just can't play much better than that. Uh, and Bailey White had started off hot, but he went eight for 24 for the day, so not, not his best his best day, and Lovett just comes up short. They're young. Kenneth, Kenneth Lovett only had 16 minutes, 4 of 11, 1 from 4 from um, the field. Uh, Israel Williams just ate his lunch. Uh, he fouled out. I mean, but those two will be back. Um, Lovick's a really good team. Uh, Lovick is losing two seniors in Agar and uh, Punty, but, you know, with that 2-2 uh, freshman class, uh, bright days are ahead. Let's look at the last game. Two Cinderella stories. We have Clemson and we have Virginia Beach. So Virginia Beach, they, you know, they weren't a team that many people gave much of a chance, you know, as a 15 seed, but they won their conference and then they lost in the conference championship uh, to Annapolis. But they've just come out with a vengeance, this, uh, this, uh, this, this uh, NTT. And mainly that's due to Oliver Pritchett. And Oliver Pritchett this year is shooting 60% from the field, 23 points, 9.7 uh, rebounds. He's he's a man on a mission. Um, he was 15, 15 All-League this year. Uh, the All-League players just came out. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was big. Uh, Andre Hampton, he was the one that got in foul trouble. He actually won... Player of the Year for the Spokane Shrieking Clouds, but in this uh, in this game, early on, Oliver Pritchett scores their first six points, um, 
And uh, early on, actually, Clemson was playing well, but down the street, they're up uh, 19-16, or 19-14. Uh, and then after that, Virginia Beach just goes on a little run and take the lead uh, after the first, 26-21. to They built on that lead, built it out to about a 15-point lead, and they were up by uh, 18 at half. So, good start for them. Andrew Abels hit a hit a big shot. And they just kept on scoring. They kind of held that lead, 20-point lead, 25, made it, got up to 30 a few times. Um, and Oliver Pritchett, it, in the fourth quarter, really, though, um, the Wookiees came back. They were down 29 after three, and after a couple big shots, they cut it to 13 with... 346 left. Uh, but Oliver Pritchett hit his 36 point to make it 15. And uh, after that, you know, Clemson kind of went cold. They, they spent all their energy and they lost by 15 points. But Oliver Pritchett with 14 for 21, 11 rebounds, 36 points. I mean, somebody's got to play zone on this guy. Maybe it will be Bakersfield. Maybe it will be Freeman if they make it. I can't see them switching from zone. But, um, but yeah, this guy is just tearing, terrorizing teams. So uh, great, great job to everyone who is in the NTT. Um, there were some great games here. I'm really looking forward to it. We have two 15 seeds in the Elite Eight. Um, we have two one seeds, two 15s, a 13, a three, a two, and a five. So should be good. Reno Scottsdale. Inglewood, Evansville, Fremont, Salem, Bakersfield, Virginia Beach. So should be fun. Um, we're, we're getting down to it, and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun end of the season. Um, the coach with the most experience is by far Hawkeye. He knows he knows what he's doing. He's got a great team. Uh, they're doing well. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy. Talk to you later.